world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. Here he is, Michael Savage. Good morning, world. This is Michael Savage. How are you today? I'm holding in my hands a Liberty Bell, a copy of our Liberty Bell given to me by a listener to my uh, radio show years ago. And of course, to many of us, it symbolizes freedom, liberty, America, the American way. But we've forgotten what liberty means. Liberty license? Well, to those rioting in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, it means the license to steal, the license to rape, the license to beat people up, all under the guise of whatever they want because of liberalism. Of course, liberalism is a mental disorder, as you well know, a very serious mental disorder that is now destroying most of the world. Now, on the opposite side of liberalism, which is a mental disorder, is the mental disorder of extremist religion. And today I'm going to discuss with you I wouldn't even say it's a sensitive topic, it's the real topic, it's reality, and many of you don't want to live in reality. Savage. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers. I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. A few weeks ago, I interviewed a wonderful Muslim gentleman, Dr. Jasser, born in Syria, U.S. Navy, 17 years, and he runs a Muslim reformist movement, meaning what he's saying is unless Islam is reformed, the world will be at war as it has been for thousands of years with those living in the past. Right now we are facing a form of a religious war as seen in Israel. From time to time, this nation has gone to war against one nation or another under the guise of, as I wrote, um, in Countdown to Mecca, a wonderful novel of mine, as I wrote in that book, 
something you need to hear that I think is important. Analysts focused on regime change in one country and popular movements in another while completely missing the deep radicalization that had swept Islam and informed every aspect of Muslim life. Jack Hatfield would have understood all that. It's an important statement in the book. And I'm not selling you a book. I mean, I could sell you a book. You're not going to buy it anyway. People don't seem to care about books today unless it's by a movie star or something to that effect. But books are very important today. Books are more important today than they've ever been. Unfortunately, we have a, a higher rate of illiteracy than we've ever seen in American history. With the advent of rap music and gutter rats taking over the culture, uh, the whole ed edifice of civilization has been destroyed. And so we see illiteracy on a political level that we've never seen before. We see the Jews of Israel, the only Jewish nation amongst the, in the whole world, facing one billion people who want them annihilated and thrown off the planet, destroyed. And we see millions of Americans or hundreds of thousands of foolish Americans marching in solidarity with the Wahhabists who want to destroy the Jews under the guise of compassion for the people living in Gaza. Now, this is a form of mass hysteria, another title that, have, that I was very familiar with that I wrote a number of years ago. You know, when you write a lot of books, you get a lot of great book covers and they're good visuals, but they mean something. America's insanity from the Salem witch trials to the Trump witch hunt. Interesting. I see that the, the Trump witch hunt's being used by his campaign again, which is very interesting. I guess they read the cover of my book. They never read the book. But that's okay. It doesn't matter what where they got it from. But right now we're going through the Israel witch hunt. Israel is now in the crosshairs of the communist uh, radical movement around the world because, as you well know, there's another title that explains it all, which is this, liberalism is a mental disorder. Just look at the people in the streets who are marching, many of whom claim to be Jews. They're suicidal Jews. They're not compassionate for Palestinians. They're suicidal maniacs. And then we have another title that, that applied, which is The Enemy Within. You don't have to look too far for that one, do you? No, you just look at the top echelons of the Biden administration and you'll see it everywhere. So now let's get back to brass tacks here and talk about uh, the issue of the day, which is I'd be remiss not to tell you that this is the greatest Christmas or Hanukkah present you could buy for anybody. It's a great book, A Savage Republic, and I do want you to go buy it. I do you do want you to make it a stocking stuffer. And if you can save one vote from this insanity, that's a big save. So getting back to the topic at hand, the topic at hand being uh, Wahhabism, and we're gonna touch on a number of different aspects of uh, the idiot anti-Israel protesters who have taken over the streets of New York City and other cities. They were screaming about genocide against the Palestinians or those in Gaza. On the face of it, this is insanity. The people who want genocide are those who represent Hamas. Hamas wants a Judenfrei Israel. They want all Jews out of the Middle East. It says from the river to the sea. Now, most of the morons in the streets think it's the East River. 
but we're talking about the Jordan River. I won't bother you with the history of the area and how 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 this area came to be, and I won't bother you with the creation of the war of Jordan, which was a gift uh, to the sheriff of Mecca by the Saudi royal family. We won't tell you any of that. It's too much information for most of you. So they're screaming about genocide in Gaza. Okay, let's look at the facts. In the 18 years since Ariel Sharon stupidly left Gaza, forcibly removing every last Jewish resident, including the gravestones and the graves of Jews, and dismembering the temples, Jewish temples, the population of Gaza has gone from 1.299 million people, that's 1.3 million people roughly, to around 2.1 million people. In other words, the population of Gaza has grown by about a million people since the Israelis left and gave it to them. There is no genocide. The only genocidal maniacs are those in the streets uh, carrying Hitler signs and wanting uh, the Jews to stop their war against those who want to destroy them. Those are the genocidal maniacs and their followers and the useful idiots. I will remind you <clears throat> that I tweeted something that became very, very popular, and we'll get back to Wahhabism in a moment, because the tweet itself is very important, and I'll read it exactly uh, to you, because I don't remember it exactly. Here it is. Billions of people around the globe are about to celebrate the birthday of a Jewish man born in Bethlehem 2,000 plus years ago, but don't think Jews lived there before 1948. That helped a lot of people understand the insanity of our time. It's cold and damp outside, which I like. I like, I like cold. I don't really like the damp. I'm not going to get into this right now, <laughs> my weather preferences. But let's go back to the main issue here, the Wahhabism. What is Wahhabi Islam? So a few weeks ago, I interviewed Dr. Jasser on my show, and he's a reformist Muslim who wants to see Islam go through a reformation in order to save the world from more bloodshed, in plain English. And it's only a reformist movement in Islam that could save the world. Only, the only thing that can save the world from this war that's been going on for thousands of years and became metastasized with the advent of Wahhabi Islam, which you could look it up yourself of what it actually is. But when I wrote Countdown to Mecca, uh, I was very aware of Wahhabi Islam and the, the Bush Wars that tried to stop a fire of Islam here, a fire of Islam there, Iraq, Afghanistan. Of course, the center of hatred is now Iran. I'm not so sure this is going to change too quickly. The poor Iranian people uh, once had freedom when the Shah of Iran was in power and Jimmy Carter, the psychopath, uh, deposed the Shah of Iran. I don't want to see the glorification of Rosalind Carter uh, and Jimmy Carter. They are the one who deposed the Shah of Iran and introduced radical Islam and brought Khomeini back from exile where he belonged in London and started this uh, new new phase of worldwide terror. It was Jimmy Carter. Never forget that. But that's, again, too much information. Far too much information for most of you to fathom or follow it. Have I lost you yet? Doesn't matter. I'm going to keep going and make believe this is a graduate seminar for those who have a, an attention span behind that, beyond that of those who listen to rap music, which is rap music is the junk food of, the, of, of music. 
Rap music is the junk food. We hear about junk food is bad for you. It causes heart attacks, cancer, diabetes, et cetera. And it does. We all know about sugars and uh, saturated fats and things of that nature. But what about junk food that goes into the brain? We hear about TikTok. But what about rap music? That's not music. That, that's junk food. It's junk music. It's garbage. It's made for a small mind that doesn't have a very high IQ. We will now go on to the issue of the day, which is the danger Islam poses to the world. Now, if you think it's only to Israel, it's because you're a dummy who went to a university in America or reads the internet or uh, I don't know which newspaper you read. Islam has been at war with the world for quite a long time. It didn't just start with the formation of Israel. You have to go all the way back and you have to study the Crusades. And what were the Christian Crusades? They were evil Christians, right? Wrong. They were Christians reacting to Islamic armies that had invaded Christian lands and stolen Christian lands from Christians. That's what the Crusades were at the time. But again, you have to know history to understand history. If you uh, want to know history, it's readily available to you and you can find it. But right now we have obsolete neoliberals on Fox News, for example. I can give you the names, but then again, you'll say I have an axis, uh, grudges uh, to grind, axis to grind. But the fact is the neoconservatives, the neoliberals are a, a replica of each other. Islam has been at war with the West, whether we want to realize it or not. It's an accurate quote. And though presented in a way meant to make Brooks seem like a borderline lunatic, I'll read it now. It's probably the truest thing in the story. If only the fourth estate was filled with more people like Jack Hatfield, he thought. Hatfield would have communicated the fact that Brooks was not a lunatic, borderline or otherwise. Hatfield would have known and reported that while Brooks had spent his entire adult life in military uniform, he had worked hard to keep his perspective as wide as possible. He'd studied art and voraciously read history. The final stages of the Eastern Roman Empire were a special interest and had been since his second year at the Virginia Military Institute when he was 15. He had written a paper on the fiasco of the Angeloi dynasty for an independent study project at West Point. Later at command school, he had produced a 300-page report on the Fourth Crusade, analyzing the social aspects as well as the military ones. He was equally at home talking about how a Roman sculptor carved the statue as how a modern army moved to battle. This broad background made Brooks acutely aware of the danger Islam posed to the West. The administration was particularly blind and stunningly inept, but even the president's firmest critics were mostly unaware of the deep movement of movements of history that were taking place. Analysts focused on regime change in one country and popular movements in another, while completely missing the deep radicalization that had swept Islam and informed every aspect of Muslim life Jack Hatfield would have understood understood all that. That's one page from Countdown to Mecca, which is a very important novel. And you're now focused on Israel and Gaza, and you think that this is an isolated incident without understanding the broad sweep of history in which this one battle 
is occurring. Let's pause right there. Savage. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. A few weeks ago, I did a YouTube piece on how long have Jews been in Israel. Jesus was born about 600 years, 6 BC, 6 BC. Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem. But let's go all the way back to the land of Israel. The land of Israel has been populated by the Jewish people since 2000 BC. Here's the timeline. I don't have time to read it all. Jesus appears here. Jews appear there. Jesus was a Jewish rabbi, a radical Jewish rabbi. And uh, the Jews have been there since 2000 BC. Their homeland, as designated by God. 1900 BC, Abraham chosen by God as the father of the Jewish nation. We can go through the whole list again. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because you can look it up yourself. And again, the idiot anti-Israel protesters, such as the movie star Susan Sarandon, who was dropped by her agency in Hollywood for being such a vicious anti-Semite, you should understand that she was marching and spewing anti-Israel, anti-Jewish hatred, which is one and the same, by the way. For years, we've heard that anti-Zionism is not anti-Semitism. Of course, that's a big lie for many reasons, because most people don't even know what Zionism is. I see it on the Internet all the time. Zion is this, Zion is that. They don't even know what Zionism is. These are illiter illiterates, mainly on the right, who are falling in the hands of the worldwide communist movement without understanding it. At that protest where Susan Sarandon was seen spewing anti-Israel hatred and love for the people in Gaza, she probably couldn't even identify where Gaza was uh, a month ago, I'd say before this uh, latest terror attack against the Jewish people by uh, Hamas. Most of the idiots in the streets didn't know where Gaza was, but they're all for Gaza now. But there was a big poster in that march uh, that Susan Sarandon was seen in and the other idiots on the left, which said, uh, from the river to the sea, Palestine shall be free. Now, of course, that's a Nazi slogan, which is meaning Judenfrei, free of Jews. And uh, the bottom of it has an interesting uh, a slogan on the poster. I have it right here. I saw it uh, online. I didn't look that carefully. Here it is. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Workers.org, Workers World Party. Communists. So the communist movement is using the anti-Israel, anti-Semitic fervor that is currently sweeping the world to push communism. Now they wrap themselves in the Palestine flag. Yesterday it could have been another flag. But it's still always the same. It's the communist movement. The Communist Party USA has now grown so strong and so intelligent in its activities that people are marching with the communists don't even know it, nor do they care. So again, the population of Gaza, not to lose the main point, has grown from 1.3 million to about 2.1 million uh, since the Jews gave Gaza to them. Almost a million people since the Israelis left on their own accord. There is no genocide. The only people who want to commit genocide are those like in Hamas, where they want every Jew gone from the Middle East. These are the same people who glued themselves to the street during the Macy's Day Parade. 
I personally would have had another solution than pulling them off the street with the glue on them. The fact of the matter is both Hamas, which runs Gaza, and the Palestinian Authority who run the West Bank, and who both celebrated the massacre of October 7th, where children, little babies were burned to death, have both said they want the whole land to be Judenrein, that is cleansed of Jews. Judenrein. They're not calling for a two-state solution like Anthony Blinken. They're not saying two states for two people. They're not saying two peoples living side by side. They just want it Judenrein, the same way those who lived in the Rhine wanted Germany, Germany to be Judenrein. So what is Zionism? Most of you right-wing Jew haters don't even know it, but you know enough to say Zionist, Zionist bad, Zionism. You don't even know what Zionism is. What you should be talking about is Wahhabism. That's the real threat to the world, not Zionism. So what is Wahhabism? Where do you find anything on that? Well, actually nowhere. It's hard to find because it's been expunged, Wahhabism. What is Wahhabism, though? Well, you could look it up yourself. It's a sect of Islam that um, dates back to the 1700s. It's an Islamic radical movement. They call it a reform movement, but it wasn't a reform movement. It was a reform towards radicalism, not a reform towards liberalism. And it was founded by Muhammad ibn Ab Wahhab in the 18th century in Central Arabia and adopted in 1744 by the Saudi royal family. Let's pause right there. Saudi royal family. Mm. So what is their message? It's a reformist movement? No, it's a fundamentalist throwback movement within Sunni Islam based on the teachings of the 18th century cleric Hanbali. And it's meant to be about a pure Islam that is based upon the original Islam, meaning women should wear burqas, women are subjugated by men, and all other, other religions should disappear from the earth and bow to Mecca, and everyone should be converted to Islam. In plain English, that's what Wahhabi Islam is, and that's the one, uh, that's the form of Islam that is followed by Hamas, who want to exterminate the Jews today, the Christians tomorrow, the Buddhists tomorrow, and uh, the other religions the day after tomorrow, and convert everybody to Islam when the world will be pure according to them. So that's what Wahhabi Islam is, and it exists now in America as well. It's a global spread that is a great threat to the world. We've known this for a very long time. Wahhabism in America has spread wildly, and it should be outlawed in America, by the way. It should be outlawed in any American mosques because it teaches the overthrow of every other religion. It's radical Islam, in other words. It's the doctrine of Islam that dominates in Saudi Arabia, where our good friends live. It's called Wahhabism. It's the most extreme. It's the most violent. It's the most separatist. It's the most expansionist form of Islam. It is the face of Islam's terrorism. We knew this after September 11th. We should know it now after October 7th. But Americans are confused. Americans are always confused. The fact of the matter is Saudi fundamentalism threatens 
the world. They are seen as our friends now, but are they our friends? Who was Osama bin Laden? He was a Saudi. Who blew up the World Trade Center? Well, they say it was uh, the Saudis. Of course, we bombed the wrong country under George Bush. But the fact of the matter is, they see every other religion as the enemy. And right now, Wahhabism has spreading throughout the, is spreading throughout the United States. Islam was new in the United States in the 1980s and 1990s. And then because of a change in immigration laws, the American Muslim community suddenly became much larger. Most of the Muslims who came to the United States, in fact, were not Arabs. They were people from Bangladesh, Pakistan, and India. And these disparate, this disparate group of Muslims set up mosques in various places. And they suddenly decided to create an American Islamic establishment based on the radical doctrines of Wahhabism. And that's what's dominating in American mosques today. You wouldn't know this if you read the mainstream uh, press because they don't know anything about this. They hate all religion. Uh, they hate all religions except Islam. They're afraid of Islam and they should be. I'm afraid of Islam. I have no f idea how far they go in this country or how deeply they penetrated this Biden administration. Savage. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. It's very important that you understand that Islamic extreme extremism has taken over America. What you're going to do is see the hundreds of thousands of people marching to exterminate Israel right now. It's all propaganda. Groups like CARE, C-A-R-A-R-I-R, were once understood to be a radical group. It's not a violation of religious freedom to prevent extremists from using religion as a cover for sedition and criminality. Let me repeat that line. It is not a violation of religious freedom to prevent extremists from using religion as a cover for sedition and criminality. It is necessary, in fact, to look into what the religion is te teaching. And that's why we must instruct the FBI and this Justice Department and other agencies who once investigated the extent to which Islam in the United States uh, is under the influence of anti-American and democratic, anti-democratic extremists. It was once very well understood in the FBI, and then it was thrown out under Obama, and now it has completely disappeared under uh, Biden. But what about the media? What about useful idiots in the media? How many times have we heard the question asked about Israel, have they gone too far? Have they overreacted? What do you mean overreacted? Now, make believe you're having a barbecue in your backyard with your wife and children and relatives, a peaceful barbecue, and you're barbecuing and you're dancing, and you're listening to music, and a group of gangsters jump over your fence and they tie you up, they rape your wife, they burn your house to the ground, and they kidnap your child and leave you for dead. And then when you rise from the ashes, you gather your friends and you go to war against that gang to try to get your uh, wife back from captivity. That's what the Israelis are doing. Don't give me this about that it's Arab land. I don't want to listen to that rubbish anymore. The Jews have been there for thousands of years and they're going to be there for thousands of more years, whether you like it or not. The only question is when are we going to annihilate and eliminate the radicalization that has taken place in the United States and elsewhere? Why don't you go to countries like Indonesia, Bangladesh, Malaysia, Morocco, Bosnia, West Africa, 
Why don't you see uh, the Muslim leaders who support the West? Those willing to stand besides the United States. You, you don't want to hear about them anymore, do you? All you want to hear is from the river to the sea, the land shall be Jew free. We once had a war on terror, but right now it's a war on patriots in the United States of America. Right now, the entire intelligence apparatus is not focused on radical Islam in America. It's focused on Americans who see the threat, not only of radical Islam, but of communism and such. I think I've given you enough for the day. My message is more important than you may think. Not only is it more important than you may think, it's more important than what you hear on Fox News, for example, which is the standard bearer of the, quote, conservative voices in America. They do a good job up to a point, but it's only up to a point, and then they won't go beyond that point, which is why they fired Tucker Carlson. It's because he went beyond that point. When Tucker showed those January 6th tapes, I knew he'd be fired soon thereafter. That's what did it, nothing else. I don't believe anything else was responsible for it other than showing the January 6th tapes. He was the first in the media to do it. And so the fact is, as this story comes to an end, I'd like to leave you with the, uh, I'd like to leave you with the, the, the most optimistic idea that I can leave you with. As we conduct this war against the latest Islamic crusade against the West with Israel on the front lines, what can we do to roll back the communist Islamic Islamist movement that is now sweeping the universities, for example? I don't have an answer for you. The universities, I think, are gone. They're poison. I wouldn't send my child to any of these schools. We're living through now a mass hysteria. Stop Mass Hysteria. I wrote it a number of years ago. It's a very good book. Unfortunately, most people have forgotten what mass hysteria is. Mass hysteria is anarchy secret weapon, as I wrote. And right now, when you see the anarchy in the streets, the riots under Biden, this is anarchy. This is not freedom of speech. This is anarchy. When they broke down the police, the Black Lives Matter movement was part of the communist movement, USA, CPUSA. I wrote a savage republic inside the plot to destroy America. BLM was one of the biggest forces in destroying America. Up to me, all the leadership of BLM would be arrested. It is not a freedom of speech movement. It was a radical anti-American movement that was out to destroy the nation. Again, you have to understand how fractured America is to understand what I'm saying to you. Can one election save the nation? I doubt it. Can any of us save the nation? I doubt it. Can the nation be saved? What nation? Which nation do you want to save? This nation that we're living in right now under Biden, the man without a moral compass, is it worth saving? What else do we, what choice do we have? Is America known for its thinkers? Is America known for its leaders? Is America known for its leadership? Is America known for its moral compass? Not anymore. You could say it started when they took the Pledge of Allegiance out of the schools. You could say it started when they took God out of the classroom. That was done by the ACLU. I have a solution. I have a 13-point a program to save America. It would begin with deporting the ACLU leadership. I, I would send them with a scholarship to uh, Gaza. I would deport everyone in the ACLU. I would take all their money 
and I would use it uh, to create a scholarship for them in Gaza. They could take all their, I think they have about a billion dollars in money, mainly, uh, I, I know who funded the ACLU with one of the biggest donations. It was a bank thief. It was Jew a Jewish bank thief, by the way. I won't mention his name because his descendants will sue me. It was during the uh, 2000 uh, and uh, what, what was the banking crisis when everything collapsed here? I don't remember the year uh, 2018, 2008. It's a blur to me right now. He bankrupted his SNL and took out a billion dollars. And in order to keep people off his back, the widow, the widow of him was right here in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Gave about a billion dollars or such to the ACLU to make sure she wasn't attacked. That's how guys like Soros don't get attacked. By seeding all of these radical groups with lots of money, they are able to get away with what they get away with. You understand how it works? I wrote about this years ago. Savage. Home of borders, language, culture. The Savage Nation. So I'll conclude today as I began. There is a plot to destroy America. Can we save the American Republic? I'm sorry, the, the I got excited and my, my stupid light collapsed on me. That's okay, things happen. It's kind of fun. I'll end where I began with the Liberty Bell. Can liberty reign in a nation where people have no moral compass, where perverts run the media and the schools, where perversion is taught as the norm, where Bahabi Islam is confused with a religion when it is not a religion, it's a social political movement. Can it rain? Can the Liberty Bell ever ring again in this nation? That's a question that has not yet been answered. We have a minority crime wave sweeping the cities and no one will identify it as a minority crime wave. We have the death of free speech our borders were destroyed by Mayorkas and his gang of open borders maniacs. We have perverse attacks on our school children inside our schools by degenerate scumbags who should be thrown out of the country or thrown into prison. We have two foreign wars raging right now. We have a soft civil war in the United States. A savage republic inside the plot to destroy America. Now notice the symbol that I used on this. I could have used another symbol. But behind all of these things is the Communist Party USA. Today it's Israel. Tomorrow it'll be you. The guillotine. I can hear it way, way up there. The guillotine is falling. The only question is, will it fall upon us any further than it already has? I will tell you something I didn't mean to say today. I thought of retiring and going silent at the end of this year. I seriously thought of it over the last month. I've done a lot for the world. I've done a lot uh, in my life. I've written a lot of books. I've given a lot to uh, my small area of science. Thank God my collections are in museums around the world and my writings are in a great museum. And I figured, you know, whatever time I have left on this earth, I could spend doing something other than worrying about all of these things. I was thinking of announcing at the end of December that you won't be hearing from me anymore. No, no, no more podcasts, 
no more YouTube, nothing. I could just spend the rest of my life doing what the average American does. And then I realized I'm not an average American, that I was put here for a purpose. That uh, African nurse told me that in the hospital. I've told you that story. I won't repeat it. She said, your, your time is not finished on this earth. I, I think she was a, like a saintly figure sent into that hospital. When I looked in her eyes, I knew there was something very special about her. I mean, I got chills going down my spine right now as I mention it. And recently I met two, two very serious mystical rabbis who told me the same thing. A divine choreography, Michael Savage in conversation with Rabbi Simon Jacobson about his recent meeting with the newly elected president of Argentina, Javier Millet. Incredible. And before him, there was another rabbi who I've kept in touch with. Wonderful, wonderful man. And they both encourage me to go on. They both say to me that you have a divine purpose on this planet. And your time is not up. Well, okay. I hope they're right. I hope they're right. I'll read you some of the titles of my recent podcasts. Jihad means war. Ehud Barak, a two-state solution. That's an old interview. Can Islam be reformed with Dr. Jasser? Will Newsom replace Biden? I did that a while ago. Communism or capitalism? Geert Wilder's big win. A divine choreography in conversation with Rabbi Simon, Simon Jacobson about his recent meeting with the newly elected president of Argentina. I was uh, very, very surprised to see that the first place that uh, Javier Millet wanted to visit when he landed in America was not Congress, not to meet with politicians, but to meet with this rabbi. And then the rabbi led him to a cemetery in Queens, where it turns out my grandfather Samuel is buried, which was quite a coincidence. And I felt that that concurrence or those two events, I can't yet put the pieces together. But the fact that my grandfather, Samuel, who I called the astronaut of my family, he was the astronaut who came from the old world to the new and died here at age 49 from working his heart out to support his family, unlike the filthy, disgusting parasites who Biden is bringing in, 87% of whom don't work. They're living off my work your work. Don't get me started on immigration right now. No, they're not like my grandfather. These are basically leeches on the system. But when I saw that Millet wanted to meet with this rabbi, and this rabbi, the first place that Millet wanted to go was to the tomb of Rabbi Schneerson of the Chabad movement, Lubavitch Chabad movement, I said, there's something going on here that's way beyond my knowledge. I can't did you ever get the feeling that you can almost understand something? It's like a dream you can almost understand, but you can't quite grasp it when you wake up. You almost remember the dream, but you can't remember the dream because you're not supposed to remember the dream. It's like the, the, uh, the iceberg under the surface. That's for the iceberg under the surface part. There's something going on right now in the world that relates to my life that I don't quite understand. But I know one thing. And that one thing I know is that I'm supposed to keep going and doing what I'm doing. 
which is elucidating the truth as I know it in the best way I can. And it's only with your support that I can continue to keep working. As small as my audience may be these days, and it is small compared to the radio days when I had upwards of 20 million people a week listening to me, those were heady days and I knew it too. But now, although it's in the hundreds of thousands, which is what it is, it doesn't really matter the, the, the overall number. What matters is the message. The message is what is important. As I mentioned to you many years ago, it's like throwing a pebble into a quiet um, body of water. And you see the ripples that spread out from that pebble in the water or the rock in the water that go out from that rock as it lands in the water. I feel that my messages, although they may reach a small audience initially, will spread and spread and spread hopefully in time to save America from the disaster that we're living in under the, the most corrupt presidency in the history of this nation. Let's leave it at that. Let's pray for America. Let's pray for the health of Joseph Biden. And let's pray for the sanity of the average American. I thank you for listening. This is Michael Savage saying bye for now. Savage. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.